listening to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mayer, this Friday afternoon. Now, since it's the last program of the Year of the Pig, we want to look back at the year maybe with some gratitude. And our next guest is definitely a man who shows a lot of gratitude, so much so that he's organising a street cleaner appreciation day. Let's welcome back to the studio Jeff Rotemayer. Welcome to the program, Jeff. Thank you very much for joining us today. Hi, Noreen. Great to be here. Great Thanks to see you, um, Jeff. For those of you who will already know, he's the founder of. Uh, Impact Hong Kong, uh, which is uh, a, a local charity that really advocates uh, for the rights and also the well-being of a lot of uh, sleep street, uh, sleep, uh, street sleepers and homeless uh, people here in Hong Kong. Uh, Jeff, uh, let's talk a little bit more about this Street Cleaners Appreciation Day. I think it's first of its kind. I've never heard of this before. <laughs> yeah, and it's quite a simple concept in itself. You know, it's just Basically, instead of just giving red packets to, you know, the door people and, you know, other family members and friends, you know, you're also going to include, you know, showing appreciation to the street cleaners, you know, and it really came about just from our work and our outreach on the streets, you know, working with the homeless outside, you know, so as a charity, we're on the streets now in about 100 different times a month. So every night we're in two or three locations looking uh, for, you know, building trust with the homeless. And when you're on the streets, you also see people in need you know your eyes are opened and you're you're looking around for people to help and you see street cleaners you see cardboard collectors who really just got to know this community of street cleaners and really just it's quite shocking you know the, the amount of work that they do to help our city to help us every single day and how underappreciated they are in society well said especially in the past sort of six seven months when you've seen the city in turmoil and and with with the amount of protesters on the streets sometimes uh, a lot of rubbish are being generated and sometimes you know who, who's there to really pick up the rubbish it really is our street cleaners i mean they're working really long hours sometimes as early as sort of six seven in the morning until the evening, eight or nine, it's still the same group of street cleaners. I know if people have noticed it's it's the same people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the information I've gotten is that street cleaners work pretty much every single day. You know, they're ba basically given one day off a month. And one day off a month? Yeah, so they're working pretty much the entire day. We have street cleaners uh, near the guest room in Taikok Choi that we're really good friends with. You know, they sometimes come in for meals, we're friends. Um, it's it's really nice being involved with that community, but you know you see these individuals working every day. You'll yeah. see them very early in the morning, and you'll see them like sometimes at like nine p.m. Yeah, and they're pretty much all seniors. They yeah. are. Yeah. They're from that. The, yeah, they're seniors. Um, are they contracted by the government, or are they contracted um, sort of privately? How does it work? Some of these street cleaners. It seems like hired? you have, you know, these companies like Johnson and Baguio and these, you know, these companies basically from what it looks like is they they bid, yeah. right? And the cheapest bid gets the job. And yeah. unfortunately, it just seems like the regulation from the government just isn't there. So once they've given that company the tender and that contract, you know, they're just basically not overseeing it because so many of these street cleaners are not just underpaid, well below minimum wage, but many of them are homeless, you know, despite having that full-time job. Really? Yeah. A lot of them are homeless as well, oh, despite yeah. having a job. Yep. So when you speak to them, what are some of their working conditions like? I mean, they're working um, from which area to which area? What, what do they cover? Well, they cover, you know, they're in their area there, you know, all throughout Hong Kong, every single neighborhood. You know, there aren't homeless in every neighborhood, of course, but there are street cleaners because they're yeah. such a big part of our society. And, you know, you do see the odd images of them having no place to eat their lunches, for example. So they're eating lunch right in the, right in the next toilet. to the garbage and the toilets. And yeah, it's just, it's quite shocking that this is allowed to happen. 
you know, it's, it's shocking that, you know, this is just, that's the way it is and yeah. people just don't even think about it, you know, and I, I do a lot with, uh, with students with Impact HK and we work a lot, you know, like working with cardboard collectors, you know, and teaching children about cardboard collectors, you know, how people in society push these narratives about cardboard collectors, like, oh, you know, they just, they want to do that. You know, they don't want to stay home and, you know, and relax, watch Netflix. No, no, they like getting out there, keeping active, you know, taking care of themselves. And that's the narrative that's pushed, right? You know, one narrative that I heard is that, oh, they're probably really rich, actually. They're probably sitting on millions Millions. of dollars. And that they're doing this as a hobby. I'm like, would anybody actually be pushing cardboard at 35 degrees as a hobby? You know, if you're, you know, an, an older woman in your 80s, backed as hunch and... It's just so bizarre. It's People bizarre. will believe or will push these sort of storylines. Yeah. And they're put, they're spending their entire day uh, putting their bodies into rubbish bins, right? With yeah. rats and mosquitoes and spit and cigarette butts. And, and they're doing that all day. Yeah, and they're hoping day. by putting their body in there that they're going to get, you know, five cents, ten cents worth of recyclables. Yeah. In an entire day, uh, cardboard collectors make an average of 40 to 50 Hong Kong dollars in an entire day of work. So I'm sorry if if that person just by chance has this multi-million dollar home. There's still something not right there. You know, there's something not right there. And we need to stop as this is as people we need to stop judging people, pushing narratives on people we don't know. Yeah. And definitely stop, you know, spreading narratives of judgment. About it's just ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Yeah. Let's talk about the street cleaners then. Mm. Um, you said this idea sort of came, came about because you, you worked uh, alongside some of them. Um, do they fi- do they find it surprising that you know people do people say hi to streets uh, to to street cleaners? We do. Yeah, <laughs> we do, and they're lovely. You know, I mean, they're really. I think it's just been nice. You know, at first maybe there's a little bit of shock. As there is with anybody, you know, yeah. even somebody in my building this morning scared them to pieces by saying good morning. And, you know, sometimes when you're out on the streets and being kind to people like yeah. street cleaners, at first there might be a little bit of, of shock value, right? But over time, you know, this kindness, it, it does, you know, get, you earn their trust. They realize that you're just, you like them, you're caring. You yeah. know, it's normal to care for people in your neighborhood and it becomes just a great thing. I, I love, uh, you know, my daughter, for example, we take her to the bus in the morning to school. When my daughter sees a street cleaner, I can see it in her eyes. She's, it's ingrained in her to care for that individual. She takes note. And it's, that's how it should be. Yeah. You know, as a society, we should look at our neighbors and, you know, think about caring for each other. And it means a lot to the street cleaner as well, because like you, when, when my daughter says hi to them, you, you can see their lights, their, their eyes light up, and they don't yeah. expect it because I suppose nobody really says hi to them. They're just, you know, sweeping away the leaves and different rubbish, and nobody takes notice of them. Now, part of your campaign is to spread the love and also kindness to them. How should we approach them on Street Cleaners Appreciation Day? Because if we sort of say hi and tap them on the shoulder, how do we? How should we approach them? I think with confidence, you know, with confidence, and you know, you as you do this more often. I, we obviously do it a lot with our charity and our and our volunteers. But you know, when you are serving, you know, when passing something to someone on the streets, it it's not a common thing, right? And you, it's, there's some little tricks you could do and just yeah. kind of owning it. Yes, you know, any type of it. like hesitation. We'll put everybody like, well, what's this person giving me? So it's really confidence in being kind. 
And I think just walking up and saying, "Hey, Joe-san, all right, <laughs> yeah, I'm Goisai. Yeah. Wow, thank you. Oh, <laughs> terrific accent. Right, yeah. nice little, you know, pat on the shoulder, like oh, I'm Goisai. You know, just kind of that kind of love. And I think it really, it will, it'll be definitely appreciated. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to make anybody angry. Sometimes people think, oh, what if they get offended? You're like, well. You know, I don't, I don't really, I haven't seen that. I haven't like tried passing food to a street cleaner or someone. We do this every day. I'm sh none of these individuals are like, oh, this guy, he tried <laughs> giving me food today. I was like, ah, no, they don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not. You're right that about that point. You know, people don't, don't act um, if if they're worried they might offend somebody. Mm. So people might think, oh, I don't want to pass that red packet in case they think I think that they can't afford or whatever. But yeah. we should just be confident and be like, no, we appreciate you. And here's a red packet for you. Happy yeah. New Year. Yeah, it's all, I think it's in the approach. I think if your heart's in it, you just want to go out and show love and, and kindness to someone, you know, for that reason, then, you know, your response, if they say no, isn't going to be like, oh, too proud. Exactly. No, you're not going to say that. You're just going to be like, oh, okay, no, it's okay, bye-bye. Yeah. Right? And it's it, you make it simple, and you make sure that they understand that the reason you're doing it is just because you care. And I think it'll work. And it'll probably make somebody's day. So for those of you sort of um, sitting, counting your money right now, put some extra cash in some Lycee packets so that you can pass them to the street cleaners tomorrow on Street um, Cleaners Appreciation Day. Jeff, apart from that, what else is in the pipeline? I know you're so busy. I follow you on social media and I know that you'll be opening up uh, some new stuff as well. Yeah, well, we have our, our secondhand shop opening up here in a couple of weeks. So that's really exciting. So it's a secondhand clothing shop, but it's a little bit with a twist. Um, it'll also be free coffee, uh, tea and snacks all day long. We'll have laundry for the homeless there. So pe basically, it's an inviting place, a welcoming place where the homeless can come in. Um, they can get clothing for free. We'll also have you know clothing for sale at a very, very low price. Um, really, really affordable. And we can do so because we have great partners, um, clothing partners, Kiabi, um, Redress is an amazing charity in Hong Kong, and also just our volunteer base who are just really caring people who will donate clothing continuously. So what we're going to do is we'll price it really low, focus on really high turnover, um, helping out poorer families, helping out street cleaners, helping out uh, just a range of individuals in need. And yeah, it's going to be a very cool space. One of the, the, the key points of it is that it will give us an opportunity to employ more homeless individuals. So if we can make this model work, we can have a second shop maybe at the end of this year, um, early next year, and we can continue to build that up, creating more job opportunities in meaningful work. Wow, that's amazing. So where are these clothes coming from, from some of your partners? Are those second-hand clothes? Are they, are they first-hand clothes, or how does it work? Yeah, Kiabi, they're actually donating their samples, so they're all oh, brand new. It's beautiful new. clothing. Wow. Uh, Kiabi's a pretty huge French uh, clothing company, and yeah, I'm just blown away at their, their kindness in doing so. I know a lot of companies, you know, they, they destroy their samples, you know, and it's, it's pretty shocking. It's just the waste. Right. That's such a waste. Yeah. And they're perfectly fine. I mean, I've been to these outlet mm. shops before and they're beautiful, except maybe the stitching is a bit off, but it doesn't affect the wear at all. Yeah. No, the, the stuff we, we've gotten is just amazing. Yeah. So they're giving us a really big amount of clothing, like about 60 boxes a month of brand new clothing that we can just generate. It's a beautiful, like children's clothing, brand new children's clothing. So, you know, typically in a in a secondhand shop, yeah. you know, this type of clothing will go for like a hundred dollars a piece, and we'll sell it for like twenty. Wow! So we're really going to focus on high turnover. Really try to help out families in need, and 
Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, and where will your shop be located? It's in Yamate, uh, yeah. close to Austin Station. It's a, it's a, such a cool neighborhood. It's the Manwai area there, and there's like there's eight buildings there. I, sh- I really have to learn the name, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's like eight buildings there, and we have a street level place. Yes, and we're doing the renovation right now. And, wow, that's oh, exciting! Oh man, the neighborhood is so cool. And- I'm like, we're just sitting there, and like, I feel like I'm back in Canada. Like people are just coming, and they're kind of checking it out. They're like. Ah, oh, Joseon, you know, and they're like a nice little neighborhood. They're like, "What's friendly. this shop?" You know, we're like, "Oh yeah," and like, it's just really exciting, wow. you know, because it's it's such a nice little neighborhood. Jeff, I feel like every time you come to the studio, there's always something so exciting that you're creating and and making happen. I mean, it just feels like a, a few months ago you were just starting the guest room, mm-hmm. and then you're just starting Impact HK, and now you're gonna have a clothing store serving coffee. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, yeah, and we're going to go into apartments this year, so we'll be opening up three to four apartments, uh, co-living spaces, quite soon. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Um, well, just finalizing the project. Let's back up a little bit. Yeah. So, what do you mean by co-living space? Well, it, it, the idea we really in apartments we were typically getting individuals into their own apartments, mm-hmm. which were subdivided apartments, right? And these spaces are not dreamy. You know, they're not that great. Uh, we always ensure they have a private bathroom and a window. But it's not you know, always like that. Not, in Hong not, Kong. not amazing, right? And you know, we also really struggled with how how can we help individuals with severe mental illness on the streets, right? And I've met with every charity in Hong Kong, working with the homeless, and I really asked them that question: How do you, how what plan do you have for individuals on the streets who are severely mentally ill? Mm-hmm. Like I'm talking about individuals that come to our guest room space that don't even know their name. You know, yeah. there's some really difficult situations on the street. And you know what's your solution for them because they're really just dying, and you know it, it's pretty tough to see that, really tough. And you know I was trying to think, rack my brain on ideas of how we could work with those individuals. We also have funding for homeless seniors from HSBC, which is amazing. So what we do is we're creating a three-bedroom co-living spaces. Um, we'll have a really kind of a very responsible community helper. So as an in, that's an individual we got off the streets that works with us who's very, very responsible and does a great job, um, caring, helpful. And then we're going to partner him with a homeless senior. That's somebody who cannot work but still needs family, needs connection with us, needs to see our counselors, uh, physiotherapy, medical that we help with. And then a third person will be that individual with mental illness who also needs a lot of of taking care of and and a lot of support. So basically it will be a three-person puzzle of the responsible person, the senior, and the mentally ill individual. And and they'll be a team. And they can sort of yeah. take care of each other in a way well. That's right. Yes. Yeah, it'll be a nice thing. We we know all these individuals because, you know, they spend pretty much every day with us. And the key is that, you know, again, with Impact HK, homelessness is not solved with homes. You cannot take these individuals, put them into homes, and then say, all right, good luck. You know, so we really do focus on giving them as much connection and, you know, family and fun and love as possible so they're really next to our other centers we've got sport art every day um yeah it's 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 very exciting that's very exciting Mm -hmm. well i look forward to inviting you back next time also to talk about uh love 21 there's so much uh (laughs) that's happening uh with you Um, but first of all what can people do to prepare themselves for street cleaner appreciation day yeah well just get get your red packets ready and just keep your eyes open it's nice just keep your eyes open um when you see street cleaners outside don't be shy go up show them some love yeah and yeah just uh 
it's going to be a great I'm looking forward to it yeah me yeah. too uh, remind our listeners once again um, how we can follow you on social media uh, Twitter and also Facebook as well how can we find you Jeff yeah you should be able to find us just uh, Impact HK um, Facebook Impact HK Charity uh, we're on Instagram Twitter yeah no please get involved the more the kinder and yeah I appreciate all the support thank you so much you didn't say kindness matters kindness matters yes <laughs> It's my favorite hashtag. Yes. Thank you very much uh, for your time, Jeff. And I look forward to uh, chatting with you next time. And Happy New Year. And uh, Kung Hei Fat Choi for the the Year of the Rat. Oh, yes.